What's up, guys? We got a special guest today. Um, we've been bringing on um, fans of the show because we think it's kind of fun to be able to do that. This gentleman is a comedian, lives in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and we got a great story on how we know him. Um, but we're going to introduce to you Brandon Shorty Rice. Brandon, what's going on, my friend? What's going on, fellas? I'd like to thank y'all first off for having me on first time podcast. Today's my birthday, so I better get a lot of birthday wishes. Hey, you hear me? That's awesome, man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Awesome. Thank hey, you. I got a question for you right off the bat, just because I have Go to. Go ahead. And you know that's the question. Right. Why what's <laughs> up with the shorty? How'd you get shorty? What's up with all right, my father, see, we live back in the country, like real far back. He owned a gas station. That's how my father made his money his whole life. And uh, he had a Shetland pony. You know what I mean? You know one of the miniature horses. It's yeah, so yeah. pretty. It looks like a dog. Okay. Yeah. Its name was Shorty. You know what I mean? Dad named I was probably about four years old, maybe five. But my father, where I said on the gas station, he went to the store one night to grab a bag of horse food. Well, when he grabbed it, it must have been cow food because my father can't read or write now. you got to realize that. You, there's stories behind, but he can't read or write. So – he grabbed cow food. Well, it, it, he fed it to the horse because that's eight out. So it killed it. You know what I mean? He spent like $1,500 trying to get the horse survived and everything. Wow. Killed it dead or in hell. Don't know why cow food would kill a horse. I still don't know to this day. But that's where the name, my buddies just started. It just started coming. You mean I'm like five foot nothing, fellas. You know what I mean? I'm ah. wearing a kid's jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so. It stuck with me, and that's what a lot of people know me by from my hometown back in East Tennessee, 423 for you. But, yeah, you know what I mean? Nobody call, a few people call me Brandon. Family. Family calls me Brandon, but everybody knows me by shorty. Okay, cool. Hey, so you just gave us the next question, basically. I was going to ask you if you've been in Tennessee your whole life or you moved. So we know that. Um, so you got, you got into Tennessee, you said, about four years ago, right? No, sir. I'm actually born and raised in Irwin, Tennessee. No, I mean, Johnson I mean, City. I'm sorry. So Nashville, Tennessee, about four years about ago. About right? four, four years ago, I moved down there for some circum circumstances that we might not want to talk about on a sports podcast. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan, but guess what? The Tennessee Titans was called the Houston Oilers when I was a kid. Yep. You know what I mean? So yeah. we didn't know nothing about that. And that's what, I, that's what a lot of questions I get. Why ain't you a Titans fan? One – I'm, hey, we bleed cowboy blue. You hear me? We're cowboy fans. Emmett Smith, my son's named after Aikman. So when I moved to Nashville four years ago, I married this girl. Well, four days ago, I just got kicked out and got, you know what I mean? I'm literally, I had to move to another state for the first time in my life. I've never lived in another state. Like, Shorty ain't been west of the Mississippi. You hear me? Yeah. So I moved to South Carolina with my brother the other day because my oh, wife wow. kicked me out when I'm. I'm ready to sign divorce papers, y'all. It ain't no problem. Ain't no tears coming out of my eyes. Right, you hear right, me? Right. I can't. I can't buy. A whole, I can't buy holsters. You know what I mean? I can't. I can't feed her Twinkies the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. All right, so you're, dude, you're going to be the best interview ever, man. So you got. Hey, I'll come, I'll come back anytime. Oh man, anytime we'll have, I'll come we'll back. Have you back for sure. So you. So yes, you sir. got. 
you're into so you got the cowboy love right there. Um, and then are you a Vols fan then? Tennessee Vols? Yes, sir. You are. Okay. Yes, cool. sir. Can we show this? Can y'all yeah. see the bleeding orange now? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm, look, I mean, I'm a diehard. You know what I mean? I'm a Braves fan. They get, wait, they get that messed up for Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, so, basketball-wise, you're a Celtics fan, yeah? Yes, sir. Larry Bird, fellas. That's all I got to tell you. There you go. There you go. Love that. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> so, so you're kind of all over the board in terms of sports sports teams. You got I saw Duke on there, too, right? And I'll tell you why I'm a Duke fan, because everybody where I'm from was fucking Carolina fans, and I was like, forget everybody. Let's go Blue Devils. You hear me? <laughs> Honest to God, true, true story. But I do have one thing, North Carolina. I got an old Tar Heels Sticks, Tar Heels jersey of Vince Carter. Shout out there to you, go. Vince. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout out to you, baby. Hey, uh, I love you. Shorty, I got a question for you. Uh, what got you into sports when you were a kid, and what sports did you play? Oh, okay. I played every, I played football for one day. I went to practice. Dude hit me, and I said, I quit. I'm not getting hit no more. Fuck you. I'm done. So <laughs> that's everybody's story, though. You know what I mean? But I played basketball and baseball. See, I'm a kind of a different basketball player. Like, I'll hit a shot or two outside on you, but when you have to step out and guard me, then you're going to get made fun of when I take you to the hole. I mean, that's just all it is. Because right. I played a little – I grew up, like I said, shooting ball by myself until I was 12 years old. Like, I didn't know there was anything out there but my family, honestly, if you want the real opinion. I mean, I was watching Jordan. I was watching Bard Magic. You know what I mean? Mitch Richmond, Chris Mullins, you know what I mean? Bobby Hurley, Danny Ainge. I mean, I was watching that, but I never I never thought of black and white. I'll just be honest. I never thought of it whatsoever until somebody pointed it out to me. You know what I mean? Right. And – and I always was a Celtic fan because I love a four-leaf clover. Larry Bird, man, was – I mean, look, I just – it's just Larry Bird's all I can say. I can't say too much more. Like, he was – I didn't ever want to be the one that liked Michael Jordan because he was the best. I wanted to, I wanted somebody – I wanted to be the evil. Yeah. I wanted to knock Jordan off the hill. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, that's yeah. kind of the reason I'm a Celtic, Celtic fan. And uh, I'm a Cowboys fan because my mother's father – like, my daddy can't tell you the difference between football and basketball whatsoever. Can't tell you nothing. But I could t- I'll could sit and talk to you all day about it. And my father wasn't the one that got me into it. It was my dad's sister's husband kind of started throwing baseball and stuff with me. And when I got to move to, an act, like, the town of Irwin, it kind of – it kind of come to, you know what I mean? Like, I was a baseball player. Like, I love playing baseball, but I'd rather watch football and basketball. I know, you know what I mean, in NASCAR. Like, I watched the NASCAR race yesterday, me and my brother did. Hey, I, hey, Denny Hamlin, I, if he would have picked him on the bet, we was betting, I was taking him. You know what I mean? Right. So, I do I do everything. Like, I love NASCAR. I've been to Darlington. I grew up right beside Bristol. Like, I went to Bristol every year for 10 years. And, like, literally, like, yeah, Tony Stewart snitched on me one time. Tony Stewart snitched on me. <laughs> I walked down. True story. True story. I can't make this up. Mar, uh, it was Mar Martin's last race at Bristol. And I was standing at this just a one-way-in, one-way-out place at Bristol to see the drivers go in and out, and it goes straight down that big-ass track. So when Tony's crew come through, Shorty snuck in. I was like, let me go with you. So I snuck in front of him. He pointed me out. He pointed me out, security come and got me and was taking me out, and Mark Martin stopped and signed a church paper that I had. True story, true story. That's crazy. That, that's a that's yeah. an awesome story too. 
what's the sports scene like in Nashville? I know you guys are really into the Predators, um, but like, what about like high school sports? I mean, what's like the big sports for the young guys coming up? I guess if you had to say, like, I lived right across, pretty much like right across the street from a, a high school called Stratford High School. Okay, they sent a boy to Georgia and a boy to LSU last year on scholarships, I believe, for, I want to say defense. Don't poke me on that because I wasn't interested in a school because my kid ain't going there. You know what I mean? So, but Beach High School, where Jalen Hurts played for, the one that left UT crying and went to Baylor, he actually was born and raised up there. My wife went to the same school, but not at the same time. Dinosaurs didn't go to the school my wife did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hey uh clearly you're a funny guy and i want to know what got you into comedy like what what got you interested in uh being a comedian this time last year fellas this is i mean and everything i when i say true story then i've got people that'll tell you the same thing like i try to keep my stuff as real as can be because I'd rather know. I'd rather know that we can fight it together instead of you getting in front of somebody and me making you look like an ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this happened last year around this time. I got kicked out of the house. My ex-wife literally took an order of restraint and uh, got me. A, yeah, like it was a big ordeal. So I was living with my other buddy, still in Nashville at this time. I'm actually in South Carolina. I'm down here in Clemson country, and I've done told three people it's the wrong color, orangey fellas. But anyway. I get, you know what I mean, I get out to my buddy's house and like, I've always been the life of the party. I've been called from jail and been like, shorty, you're going to have to come back. And I'm like, no, I'm not needed. You'll see me, but I'm not coming to the fuck. But you know what I mean? But it's, I just wanted to do it. And I went to a place called Third Coast Comedy last year around this time. And I stood on stage and I thought, man, these people, these people like this. I was like, wow, I could, if I can ever make money to make my family and my, my family and friends never have to work again, this is what it'll be, fellas. And I've got one shot at it, and if I don't take it, then I can't look at my kids and say, well, you should have played basketball. Because I got a 13-year-old that's real good. So if he's got to get his head out of his ass and quit the way and way. <laughs> I, I got a question for you. Um, do you have a certain mindset when you go up on stage before you go into an act? I mean, because I'm sure comedy, like being a stand-up comedian, is kind of like a sport where you go into a game, you know, with a certain mindset. So what's your mindset going in on stage? Okay, I, I, I would rather play a sport, honestly, because I know what I'm going in there to do. I know what the crowd wants. They want me to score and we win that game. When you go to comedy, you walk in and you don't know what kind of crowds you're going to get. You can get a room full of women. You can get a room full of men. You can get a room full of truck drivers even. Like, you got to relate to everybody. And that's where I think I come in a lot better than most of the comedians that's been there for seven and eight years doing open mics. Like, I'm not doing it for a hobby. I'm doing it to make money. Honestly, I mean, I'm going to be me no matter what I am and where I'm at. So why not put it on a camera? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, as a comedian, it's got to be hard because I'm sure there's some people that show up and just don't really want to laugh. They might just be there to be there. So how difficult is it being up there when you're not receiving laughter from the crowd? For me, for me, I've I've said stuff in front of high-class people, judges, poet sheriffs, and stuff like that that was fucking stupid. So what anybody else thinks of me, I still do what I've got in my set and what's on my mind that night. It's kind of like I don't even really practice it. I'll run through it maybe once or twice, but I might get up there and go straight off of something else. Right. You know what I mean? Like 
it's a total difference for me because there a lot of comedians in Nashville when I did go was like a circle jerk of high school people. Is what it was. It's like a high school fucking like circle jerk, fellas. It's like set a circle and they talk about everybody. Right. You know what I mean? That's exactly what it is. And I was over here doing my own thing, and people like that would try not to laugh, but they couldn't help it. You know what right. I mean? Because yeah. I've got so much true stuff that people's like, holy shit, did he say that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I always find it interesting because when I go to comedy shows, I go because I want to fucking laugh. I want to have some yeah. and I want to laugh. But then there's yeah. people there that, you know, look like they're on a bad first date and don't want to fucking laugh, you know? So I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I agree completely, man. And I'm not, look, like even at a, like yesterday, I'll give you as an example how short he is. I was yesterday coming back from Lake, me and my brother's family and the kids was coming back from the lake, and I'm, I'm single. I'm ready to mingle. You hear me? So I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. I will take an overweight girl as long as she loves Shorty. You hear me? <laughs> but anyway, we was driving by a gas station. This is a true story, and I'll get my brother in here if you don't believe me. This is shit. I rode by and there's a pretty blonde headed girl getting like seriously about to sit down in the chair behind the cashier's place and get on her phone. I Googled the gas station and found the fucking phone number. I called and I was like, is this the pretty little blonde sitting behind the cash register right now on her phone? She was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to stalk you. I just, I told her, I said, I rode by. You as cute as can be. Do you have a boyfriend? She's like, I'm married. I was like, well, do you want to be married again? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, it's like, and it was, yeah, like, it was, and she, it blowed her mind. I know it did. But that's like stuff that I don't, I, I don't care to fail. That's the difference, I think. I don't care to fall on my fucking face because once you know me and get to see what happened and where I come from and where I'm at today, hey, give me the presidency. You hear me? Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it's funny. I'm a, I'm a musician and, and I love comedians because we think alike, we go through the same stuff um, and things like that. And I was curious, like you just do your thing, but you've got to have some sort of internal clock in terms of how much time you get to, to do your act. Correct. Like, are you in the three to five minute yes. range? Are you in the eight to 10 minute range? 15 minutes? Yes, like, where are you at right now with your, with your comedy? I mean, I'll tell you like this. I've never had nobody stick their hand out and show me shit to do with this comedy about writing or nothing like that. Yeah. I've got, I've got enough stuff. I mean, I could go for, I could do a Netflix special right now, like right. literally, because I, what my whole thing is, I want the crowd to talk to me. I think yeah. that's just where I'm at in my head because I've two years, two years is all I've done this. You hear yeah. me? Two years yeah. is it. So I can go like I, five minutes is an open mic. Right. I've had a couple of shows that's been 10, but I'll get out in the front yard and go for 10, 19 minutes on Facebook the other night. You know what I mean? But, but, like, talking about but what I'm trying to say is, is like, you feel, I feel like you have, a, I feel like you're unique in how you do your comedy. Yes, well, what sir. I'm trying to say is, can you just cut off at five? Are you good? Like, you know, like, uh, yeah, so, I, I can, I'm, yeah, I, I can, I'm getting to that. That's okay. where it's like, you're, it's hard to figure out exactly what time it is without looking at something. And right. I don't like pulling nothing out on stage because I feel like that's cheating. It's neat. It's up here. Do they, have the clock, it's a, do they have the no. clock on the ground for you? They don't. Weird. Okay. No, no, so, this is weird. Like I'd run mine totally different if I was doing it, what they was doing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they just done it. 
they just done it. They didn't even act like they was happy to be there, fellas. Like some of them did, don't get me wrong. But then these other ones, it was drama is what it was. Yeah. It was drama is all it was. Sure, sure. Yeah, I was just curious because it's like, like I said, I, I hang out with comedians. Some good friends of mine are comedians. And the, the thing I always learn about is how taking minutes further. So three to five, okay. you know, 15 minute, you know, you go on before the headliner, you got a 20 minute spot. You know, I was just wondering where you were with that. Like, could you, yeah. you, you just flow. So it doesn't matter who's in the audience. You just go for it. Um, is there a time yeah. where you're like, okay, I know I'm probably at 10 minutes right now. Do you know that? Yeah, good. I'm right. learning that. I'm learning that. That's exactly tough, what I'm right? learning. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It's, That's I, the hardest I, thing for me. Um, the hardest so, thing. So when you did comedy, like you said, just a couple years ago, which is impressive, is there anybody like that? I mean, obviously you had guys growing up you listened to, right? Or that you watched? Or, or did you just... Hey, look here. Richard Pryor, baby. Richard yeah. Pryor and yeah. my buddy, Chris Farley. Chris Farley, too. Like, yeah. I forgot about Farley. Yeah. Like, I forgot about him. I'm not going to lie. And I think, I think that I'm just a, a mini size. Like, because you don't know what's about to happen. You don't know. Like, I walked up to the beach yesterday and talked to people, and they was like, holy shit, this dude's cool as hell and knows me forever, it seems like. Like, yeah. I don't care to engage people, and that's what I'm working on right now. I'm coming to L.A. I've got yeah. one shot at this because I do think I'm different than everybody else that's doing stand-up right now, no matter if you're famous or not. Right, I right. Still, cause, like I said, my whole backstory is what's going to put me there, is now, all I can say. Question for you, because um, I know every single one of you guys deals with it. you got two guys you deal with, right, or girls, right? you got the uh, – you got the heckler, right? That's the one you got to deal with, right? Yeah. And then you got the person that always thinks they're funny and has jokes that they want to give you, right? Those are the two, right, for the most part? Okay, yeah. I'll, t- I'll get the heckling. I can say, look, I'll get louder whoever's trying to heckle me. Right. You know right. what I mean? Look, shorty gets loud. Right. But on the other hand, I have, I've had had people reach out and like try to give me like just twice though they just been two people that's tried to help me you know what i mean but they have never gave me an actual joke they want to write my shit and then let me rehearse it okay like, so you don't that's have what i'm saying okay that's different you don't have any friends i ain't got you. nothing no okay. Okay. no i got my brother now i got okay. my brother now down here right. like that that's what we've been doing the past two or three days it look like i've got a whole thing that i'm trying to figure out and i don't like you, you know comedians. You've been around people like yeah, comedians. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been around nothing. I'm raw is what I'm trying to say. I got if you. I had somebody to take me in and teach me how to ride it, and look, there's a whole thing here that I just got to find, and if I can't find it by somebody else showing me, then I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'm just I, – I, the thing is, man, is you're talented. I can obviously tell. And what I'm saying is as you get bigger and more people are in your circle – there's going to be all sorts of people that have no idea about comedy that are going to be giving you jokes because they think they're funny. That's what right. I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. And that's like that two you. thing, like the heckling. Yeah, I can see how you can handle the heckler for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's kind yeah, of a trip. Shut the fuck up. Right, right. But, that's, but you know what, though? That's how you got to deal with it, right? Because the yeah. thing is, you belong up there. And you always have to right. have that it's mindset, like, I'm, I'm, I belong here, and I'm not going to let somebody – you derail the show essentially, right? Yeah. Um, I, know, I know Zach wanted to ask you about uh, some questions about Nashville because okay, Zach went to Nashville a couple years ago and loved it. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, Nashville is one of my favorite cities to go to. 
Absolutely love it. But uh, how hard is it to live there and not just party on Broadway every fucking night? Because when I was there, I never left Broadway. Well, see, Zach, I, I, how old are you, by the way? I'm 36, and I ain't got hardly no, I ain't got no teeth except what I've got from the dentist. You know what I mean? But look, I I party before I come to Nashville. I'll just go ahead and say that when I moved to Nashville, I was in jail 13 months, and I got sent to a rehabilitation place, and I married a nurse after six weeks. I was 21 days. I left, married a nurse. She's been there in Nashville her whole life. She got signed up on disability. I didn't go out party like that, Zach. I go down on Broadway. I've been down on Broadway. But I guess at my age now, it's about my kids and about what I need to do. Like, I, right. I'm, I'll party. Don't get me wrong. We'll get, hey, look, we will party. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That's a, you know, look, we will party. I promise y'all that. So the- but it's just the whole point of going down there and just like me, like, I, I, this is something I'm scared of. What if somebody punches me in the face? And I actually defend myself, and then I catch a charge over it. Right. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? so, so the next time I'm in Nashville, we can meet up for a beer, right? That can happen. Look, if, <laughs> I live in South Carolina right now, but if you're going to, hey, look, I'm, yeah, I, yeah, for, I live in South Carolina right now. Right. So I, I, yeah. But if I ever do, if something ever does break, I will have a house in Nashville. Just because that was the first city I ever lived in, I love it. I know a few people, and Fred's are pretty good, but the times, they can get better. You know what I mean? Derrick Henry's a monster no matter how you look at it. If yeah. you've got legs as big as a fucking barrel, you know what I mean? No, you're that, you're that good. Right. He just gotta, he's got to have the quarterback. That's why I told my brother on the porch. It's Tannehill's team. If he loses and sucks, the team's going to suck. If Tannehill thrives, then the times will thrive. Yeah, I agree. uh, Shorty, I got one more question about Nashville. Um, The Nashville tornado is what actually got us connected. I saw your live feed, and I was watching your live feed, and you gave us a shout-out, which we really appreciate. Um, And I'm going to keep doing that, believe me, because y'all put me on this today, and hopefully more times. You know what I mean? Because I'd love love to come back. And, like, I'll tell you, any advice y'all got from me, look, we can be friends. I need that. I need that. I don't care to say I'm not right. I don't know it all. That's why I want somebody to show me how to get it out. Right. And uh, what I want to ask you about, because we will have you back on, but what I do want to ask is what was it like going through that tornado? Because I know it was a, a really big hit for that whole city, you know? Yeah. Uh, that night, that night we heard all the sirens and everything going off. And we said, like, literally, when the tornado was coming through, if it would have been a half mile over, that city would have been destroyed. Nissan Stadium, Bridgestone Arena, the sounds. I worked for the sounds for two years. Like, every bit of that, if it was a half a mile over, it would have been gone. But when it, it didn't hit us, thank God. But when it come through, I seen a city that was not together come together. Like, they was, like we would hand out waters or any, like anything. If I seen somebody that I thought needed it, I would give anything of money in my pocket for that. You know what I mean? Because they need it more than us because we still got a roof over our head and they might not. You know what I mean? Right. So that's you, – you, you just got to treat people how you want to be treated. And I've been treated a lot different, but I have been treated by a lot of people like that, like you want to be. Like, you know what I mean? Like people sticking their hands out to help me even. You know what I mean? And that's why I like doing it for other people is because people's done it for me. Like my father and family and my brother, yeah. Like, yeah, that's the reason I want to be able to give back to my family instead of take like I have. Right. And, yeah, it seems like 
especially on your live feed during all that, you're doing every, everything you could to make people laugh, put people in a better yeah. mood, which I, which I really liked. And that's what I, why I think you're so talented is that you can put people in a good mood, mood during yeah. those times. But uh, yes, what sir. I want to ask, I saw your live feed yesterday. Are you actually hanging out with Aaron Rodgers' grandma? <laughs> I know you did. Yes, yes. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yes, it worked, didn't it? It, it worked. Is. Yes, it did. John, it worked, baby. Look, yeah, it worked. Look, we're going to Will Chamberlain's mamas today. We're going to Will Chamberlain's mamas today. Yes, it did. I got a whole thing behind that. My buddy told me, said, "Shorty, you need to lie." Said, "You don't. You need to lie, son." Said, "Make something up." And we was out there fishing and swimming yesterday on the lake. And what got me doing is because that IHOP cup I posted and said, not at IHOP, I hashtagged it from like I was sitting in Milwaukee. And that's what got me thinking of that. I was like, I'm up in Milwaukee eating IHOP, stealing their cups and shit. And then I'm going to go to Aaron Rodgers' mother's and fish. And eat salad. And eat salad. That's what I said. My, bro- my brother was like, that's a good video, Shorty said. That right there, yeah. And I thought about that. Yeah, we can do – because I'm a sports fanatic. That's my first love, fellas. That's my first love. So Awesome. All right. You want to stick on? You want to do the month in review with us? Hey, I'll stay as long as you want me to. I ain't got nothing else to do. There we go. All right, Zach, let's start the month in review off. Yeah. Uh, uh, where, where do you want to start? Let's start with the TBT, the basketball tournament. Shorty, are you going to be watching the TBT that's starting on July 4th? I don't know nothing about that, but I know the NBA comes back. What's the TBT? It's, uh, it's, basi- it's, it's basically a, a miniature March Madness with former professional basketball players, and they all play on, uh, you know, uh-huh. alumni, on alumni teams, and they're playing for $2 million. And it's Really? And it's like a March Madness setup. It'll be on ESPN starting July 4th, so you should definitely check July it out. July 4th. Yes, I will be watching that. I will check that out today. Where everything's been so hectic, I ain't been able to check it too much the past four days. Yeah, if you follow our Twitter, I'm always posting about it if you want to get some more info on it. Yes, I do. I do. That's something – yeah, for real. I'm, yeah, it's bad, but I'm not having no sports. So, <laughs> the next thing we can talk about that's kind of interesting, and I'll throw some stuff up about this, and you talked about it earlier in our pod, Vince Carter retiring. Yes, sir. You know, he, I think he's had the most um, teammates of any player he, in the NBA from what I read the other day, yeah. which is crazy. And he – you know, honestly huh. – he had – because he played, what, 21 seasons or was it 20? 22. 21. 22. 20, yeah. So the thing that's crazy about that is I really feel like, you know, he was an unbelievable player for most of his career. And then we all slow down the older we get. But I don't feel like – I feel like he was still productive, like, after every season. He still would give you minutes and would still give you points and, and what you needed, accepted the role playing, accepted the uh, – to helping the younger players out. And uh, I think that's super impressive. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I mean, for what he was able to do and to play for so long, I mean, he's 43 years old. The NBA retired before he did, you know. (laughs) Yeah. He uh, really developed a really good three-point shot. So he was able to hang around after his athletic ability went away. It never really went away, but what I mean is, you know, it wasn't quite himself, but he's still productive. and. I think being able to take that backseat role of being a superstar is what kept him around so long. Not a lot of people can do that. No, not at all. Shorty, what are your thoughts? I think I remember watching Vince Carter in the Olympics put his nuts on a seven foot two dude's face and dunk <laughs> on him. So 
When I think of Vince Carter, that's all I think is high flying. But Zach, you're completely right. He did change his game to stay in the NBA 10 more years. He did become productive. But when productive comes to, what, eight points a game, three or four rebounds, it's like, Vince, we love you. Go, t- go sit on TNT inside the NBA. You hear me? You mean yeah. I really? Yeah. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. I was going to say, and I think he will. I think he's going to take on a broadcasting role after this. I think oh. ho- hopefully we'll see him around a lot cool. more. Cool. Um, like D.R. Ryder is a Laker. Uh, J.R. Yeah. Smith. <laughs> yeah, J.R. Smith. Holy shit, why did I say J.R. Ryder? I was thinking the between the legs Timberwolf dunk. Is what uh, I was you know thinking why? you said that. You know why I said that, Shorty? We just did a six fucking episode of uh, the Portland Jailblazers. So JR's on my mind. Oh, JR Ryder. Dude, you got to listen. You love it. But but JR Smith is a Laker. And I think the reason why he is is he can ride bicycles with LeBron now again because they're going to be quarantined essentially. So, but, you know, like all, all in on all, you know what? Here's the deal. Um, Zach, why don't you take the floor because you actually got to play a little bit with JR. Oh. Yeah, I, I did. I, I got to see him live, he, and I thought he was going to be the next Michael Jordan the way I saw him. I saw him, I saw him when he was in high school, and he's unreal. But oh. um, I think he's great. I think it's, it's a good addition because they just lost Avery Bradley. You're, aver- you're adding mm-hmm. a veteran that played with him that will play defense mm-hmm. and can hit the three. But, I mean, right. somebody need, someone's got to get that dude a clock. As long as he can tell the time, they'll be all right. Oh, my God, right? Read my good mind. Good job. Good joke. It's exactly what I said, too, completely. He needs see? a clock so LeBron don't kill him. Yeah, see, I can be a stand-up comic, too. I'm not see? <laughs> you know what I tell you, though, man. Do you, do you guys all remember where you were when you saw that? Was that one of those? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Where was I? I watched it because I remember LeBron. I was like, he didn't even see it coming. I was actually sitting – what year was that, 2016? No, uh, 18, right? 18. Okay, I was at my my ex-wife's house being chained to the basement with <laughs> bologna sandwiches. Yeah, that's where I was at. Oh my God. Yeah, I was there. Nashville's I, where I was at. I remember, uh, I remember getting Mexican takeout, and the game was <laughs> on the TV, and I was listening to it on the radio, driving up to get the takeout, went to the restaurant, and I remember watching, and I just, I literally was like, wow. That's really bad. Yeah. Like being a professional yeah. player, that's really bad. I have no concept of what's going on right now. Well, he was going the opposite way at first, so he's going the wrong yeah. fucking way. He's like, yeah, yeah, a fast no. yeah it, made, it made no sense to me whatsoever. But, Zach, your points are right. I believe, like, having a vet that can play still, that can shoot a high percentage from three point, can play defense knows LeBron and and LeBron's basically going to be like JR this is your role. I think it's I think it's yeah. a, I think honestly out of all the guys that were left I think that's probably the best pickup. Yeah, and mm. also going into this bubble and the quarantine, you can't pick some young unexperienced guy to go into that atmosphere. You got to have a veteran that can mm-hmm. handle that. That has a that has a bicycle too. Don't forget yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, bicycle time. So so shorty, what do you think about the NBA resuming? I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. My Celtics look good. We got Kimba Walker. You know what I mean? Jason Tatum's the next big thing, fellas. I know everybody loves LeBron, and I'm an honest fan. I, love, I can't even say his name right, probably, but Antis Antetokounmpo. I got a jersey, so I'm allowed to say it I got a jersey, so I'm allowed to say it however I want to, right? But anyway, I think, I think, I think Jason Tatum's going to be the next big thing. 
because LeBron ain't got for four or five more years. And I think that, I mean, even with Kimba, even Kimba, and you just have to have a big man in the middle. Like, that's all that the Celtics need is to have him, uh, like a Jason Wiseman, a Wiseman kid from Memphis. Like, he would be, but that's, when we get the Grizzlies pick, but we need a big man, you know what I mean? But I think J.R. Smith's a good ad for LeBron. But like you said, Zach, you better have some good tread on him tires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are you thinking, Zach, about the – you know, we talk about it a little bit on the pod. Yeah, I mean, my my opinion hasn't changed. I think uh, everybody who says that it's going to – that there's going to be an asterisk next to the champion, I think they're dead wrong. I think it's going to be the toughest championship anyone's going to have yeah. to win under the circuit. Yeah. Yeah, completely the hardest because everybody's been at home either laying on the fat ass or better be out there working out trying to beat LeBron because yeah. he's working. He's yeah. working. I don't care. He's coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you still got go. You still got Houston. You don't know how them two's going to play together. You know what I mean? Then you got Milwaukee. That saved their season because Honest was hurt six weeks ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was yeah. healthy now. So, yeah, you get a fresh, honest back. You know what I mean? I like the David Chinzo kid or whatever his name is that shoots, comes off the bench for Milwaukee. Like, I think he's a good player. But uh, Chris Middleton even, you know what I mean? But I really believe that Boston is uh, – them or Milwaukee is going to be the only two teams that can beat L.A., I think. Now, I might be wrong. No, yeah. I don't disagree with you, man. Boston's very team-oriented. And there's a lot of guys that can step up and take that last shot, and I think that's, and, uh, yeah. that's huge. And also Hayward had a couple more months to rehab that ankle. And if he great comes point. back even 85% of what he was, yes. that's, that's a big ad. Yeah, great, great uh, point. completely. Yeah, yes, but uh, one, one thing that's a big thing with all these teams is that a lot of these players' bodies have changed. Like Jokic lost a fuck ton of weight. Harden's lost yeah. a lot of weight. So it's going to be really interesting how these guys play having different bodies because knowing your body is a really big part of basketball. Yep. Yeah, because totally you got to, you got, yeah, like uh, it's what my, my brother's a Browns fan, you know what I mean? And I said, look, if he's, he's been a Brown fan ever since I've known him. So by God, it's time for him. He can brag, right? Like right. that's just, you know what I mean? You got to be able to say that you actually play football and you got to show up. That's where I was getting at. Like Odell is where I was taking that. Odell's got to show up this year or he's done. You know, you know what I mean? Just totally like Harden's got, yeah, Harden's got to show up. Like Harden and Westbrook, they ain't got but a couple more years too. If you don't show up, you're not going to be able to play. I agree, 100. percent Speaking of that, um, and we do a little bit. We do we do a little bit of all in the in the in the month in review. Uh, Cam Newton just yes, I don't know because you're busy. I don't know if you caught it. Cam Newton yeah. uh, is a Patriot now. Yeah, signed for a year, didn't he? Yeah, and I honestly, man, if if anybody can get his head straight, it's Belichick. And I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you, man. The Cam Newton of old, which is only a couple of years ago, if he shows up MVP. like that, dude, it's it's going to be yeah. easily twelve wins. He's I'm a, I'm a Jets fan. I hate the Patriots. Oh. I'm a, hey, I'm a Jersey guy, man. I like okay, I like, the I, see. I like the Yankees. I like the Jets, and I like the Knicks. So basically, okay. I don't like anybody that wins. But uh, uh, that's a good one. But but in all honesty, man. That's a huge move. A one-year deal, prove-yourself move. Cam was looking ferocious in the offseason before Corona hit, like really hitting the way, yeah. really feeling disrespected. I think, I'll be honest with you, man, I think this is a perfect prime destination for him to either get a second wind and have a second career 
and especially do it with a team that knows how to get to the championships and win them, or it's a way for him yeah. to go, it doesn't work in this system, but I'm still showing myself like a Teddy Bridgewater and get a contract with a different team. That's what I think. Your thoughts on that, Jordy? You got any thoughts on that? I, I agree completely. Is that about all I can say? But, like, I remember Cam playing, like, with the MVP season. Like, how do you not see that he's an MVP no matter how you look at it? It's like, just Cam bad. Newton, yeah. It's I mean, bad. come on now. Yeah, it's you got to go up there and you got to put in – you got to put in the work of Belichick. you got to learn that offense. you got to kill Harry as a good – receiver you still got Edelman for a year or two the defense is not that good I don't follow the Patriots like that but we know a few people on there but you got to go in there and be productive and I agree Belichick can straighten him out in my opinion now I think it's good I think with his mentality he had going there he's showing that he wants to work and we'll see what happens but uh that's a huge a huge 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 um transaction that kind of caught a lot of people for a curveball you know what I mean? Yeah, I did. Or, yeah, yeah. I looked at it and I was like, I wonder if that's fake. I got to check it out. Yeah. A couple of sites and I went, it ain't fake at all yeah. whatsoever. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add to this month, either one of you guys, that, that's happened that you were like, whoa, that's kind of a trip? Where's Clowney going to go? Where's Clowney? Is he going to sign with the Cowboys or is he going to New Orleans with Sean Payton? See, that's what, what I, I want to know. Here's what I think. I think he's going to your brother's Browns. Because mm. I do, I do. Because really? you, don't, you don't have the money to resign him. He wants way too much money, and yeah. I don't think I don't think um, I don't think the Saints grab him either. And I think the Browns are the perfect position for him. Yeah, so, we, you know, we was talking about that yesterday. We was talking but, about that yesterday. But a guy on the other side of Garrett, and and you're gonna. <sighs> I mean, who do you double team? You can't double team you, both. You know exactly, you're completely so, right. You're right. Numbers. The problem is, yeah. is Clowney's numbers aren't as big as his contract eyes. But the thing is, is that, right. that guy, though, if you don't look at the numbers and watch, because my girlfriend's a huge Seahawks fan, so we'll watch some Seahawks games together. Okay. He's always in the backfield. But it, yeah. But, but like me and Zach like I talk about, there's guys in the NBA that don't show up on the stats but are super valuable. You know, the thing that guys don't talk about, like, oh, he only had this many sacks. Well, he had two defensive touchdowns last year. And those can yeah. be game changers too. Not just yeah. sitting on the board. That could change the whole momentum of a game. Yeah. Always in the backfield from what I watched. A lot of tackles for loss. He just wants too much money. He wants $20 million a season. I've heard $15 yeah. million a season. If you put him in like the $11 million for one season, you know what I'm saying? You get it. Yeah. See, the nice thing, Shorty, man, and not only are you a comedian, you do New York sports. So that's good. I do. I hey. get it, baby. I, I hey. love it. Do me a huge favor, my friend. We're going to wrap up the show, but I want to make sure that we give you some plugs. So can you plug okay. anything right now that you want to plug in terms of your career, what's going on? Yes, I can. Anything that y'all want to laugh about or talk about, Brandon Shorty Rice. I know you can't see it real good, and I need to get some more of them, but it's Brandon Shorty Rice, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat, under the Tinder account. Plenty of fish. <laughs> anything. You know what I mean? We're out here. I'm trying, I'm trying to get better known. I've got it's it's me. I'm plugging everything. I've got sh like shirt ideas, but that's all I can plug is Brandon Shorty Rice because that's that's what we're doing. We're trying to think of a prove me wrong is kind of like what I tell everybody. Like believe it, prove me wrong. You know what I mean? Or laughing's funny. You know what I mean? Like hashtag yeah. all that. If y'all hashtag Brandon Shorty Rice, laughing is funny. Prove me wrong. You know what I mean? So like I said, anything that y'all know that I might not know, fellas, I'd love to thank y'all. 
I hope to get to do this like a lot. I'll sit down every day if you want to do this because one, I love talking it. Two, I need to, I need the camera. I need to yeah. be able to learn this. Like I'm not technologically smart. Like that's when I told you about Zoom. I was like, hope to God this app fucking works, Shorty. Hope it does. <laughs> but we got it. I'm proud of myself today. And I like thank y'all on Brandon Shorty Rice, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, phone number. Give me you know what I mean I'll give you phone number if we need it. But ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you, Zach. And uh and uh Zach and uh Eric Jets Eric. fan. Eric. <laughs> Zach right. and Eric. Jets fan. We'll we appreciate you. you, and I I got to say, Brandon, I, I love your Instagram posts, how all your shit's always matching. You always got the, the hat, the jersey, the Stay shoes. Clean. Everything matches. Clean. Very clean, my friend. Very I got to follow, follow you today, Brandon. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Shorty, we're men Thank of a word. We will do it again for sure. So log on off, my friend. Thanks for being on the show today, and uh, we'll have it up in Thank a Thank you, fellas. Sure. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank Take you, care. fellas. Man, the energy of that guy was awesome. Dude, he, do you know what the best part was? Is that he really knows his sports across does, the board, yeah. which is cool. So he'll definitely be on again for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, June's been a crazy month, man. We're not even out of it yet. It's been, it's been just crazy as anything. Um, a lot of it, like we've talked about on, on pods before, man, a lot of it's just, Get one league out, see what happens. Cross your fingers. Yeah. Hopefully it goes good. You know, just in general, man, like just hoping the numbers are going to start going down because it's scary because they're not. They're going up, but hopefully they'll go down. And then the more they go down, you know, the more things will open up. And we'll get our sports back and we'll get our lives back. And, you know, that's the most important thing. But, man, Shorty was great, wasn't he, dude? Yeah, he was – holy shit. I know the listeners are going to love him. Um, yeah. I can't wait to to get it. I just can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, great dude. Like I said, knows his sports. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring on people that know their sports um, and can contribute to either a piece that we're doing or have something to do with music. Because I'm the music guy and, and Zach's definitely the, the sports guy. I mean, I love sports too. But Zach took his career pretty far with, with, with basketball and I took my career pretty far with music. So... I knew I could talk to him comedy wise because I got friends in comedy and and whatnot. And he's starting out, and and I tell you what, man, that guy's got a motor that just doesn't stop. So in another year or two, he listens more like he said he wants to. I really think he's going to have a good little niche comedy wise. He's just great. He's yeah. like he's like I live in Tennessee now. I'm in South Carolina. I'm just like what? Yeah, like, no, just he, like that. Like you get, you got to love his his energy and his drive too. Like people like that that are that motivated to do well, you know they're going to succeed. And I'm pulling for him. You know, I'm pulling for him too, man. Yeah. The thing is, he's got a different angle, which is cute, which is huge. Like he he makes sense. If everybody's doing the same thing in comedy, you might not want to do that. Yeah, because that's the same thing with music. If everyone's doing some sort of type of music, and you just curve a little over to the right next then you know you could be sticking out like a sore thumb in a good way. Yeah, and I watch all of his live feeds that he has on Instagram, and they're really entertaining. So I encourage everybody to go follow him on Instagram. Just, you know, search Brandon Shorty Rice, and he won't disappoint. He'll always put you in a good mood. He'll always give you a laugh, and he knows his shit. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that for sure. We're going to be plugging him for sure when we drop this episode. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Zach, before we get out of here? I think that pretty much covers it. Just a uh, special thanks to Brandon Shorty Rice for coming on again. And, you know, we hope to have him back soon.
Uh, we will for sure. We especially when sports open up, man, he's going to be. And I wonder what state he'll be living in the next time we have him on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be so yeah. good. All right, this is Eric for Zach. Have a great weekend, man. Subscribe. Sorry, real quick. Make sure you subscribe. It takes two seconds. It's free. You want to write a review? That's even better. That helps us out. We're charting every week. Way excited. All your support makes such a difference. Everybody, be safe out there, and we'll uh, we'll catch you soon.